0: This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. The OPEC meeting discussed cutting their collective crude oil output anywhere from 500,000 to 1.5 million barrels per day. Cynics noted that any announced cut may be more on paper than rally because OPEC Plus hasn't even been able to produce what they've already promised, mostly due to Russia's shortfall tied to sanctions. Those sanctions are now scheduled to increase. They have openly declared a goal of getting oil back to $100 a barrel by the end of the year. However, Goldman Sachs says that if somehow they manage to actually cut production a million barrels per day from current levels, crude could easily exceed that $100 a barrel goal. It is said in commodities that the first break doesn't hold, but the U.S. dollar has finally had its first break. Even if the dollar is only pausing for a breather, this break could stimulate a surge in export sales. Along those lines, the Wall Street Journal has echoed a point of noting something that we alluded to a week ago, suggesting the strong dollar might not have as ruinous an impact on exports as markets were dialing in. Mexico has become one of our biggest markets, particularly for corn and pork, for example. The journal notes that the peso has actually gained 2.5% on the dollar this year. Brazil is a major export competitor. The journal echoed our point that Brazilian real has actually gained 7% on the dollar this year after a 4.5% jump on Monday, following a surprisingly strong primary showing by conservative President Bolsonaro. In other noteworthy developments, China has just curbed its exports of cornstarch in a signal that the world's biggest corn importer is apparently worried about local supplies. Cornstarch is commonly used as an ingredient to thicken soups and sauces and for paper products and adhesives. The significance is not so much the volume involved, but the implication that supplies of corn are much tighter than they want to admit. While President Xi Jinping is a shoe-in to win an unprecedented third term, he's also dealing with unprecedented and growing public discontent over a real estate meltdown, plummeting consumer confidence due to successive COVID lockdowns, and fiscal shortfalls among local governments. He absolutely cannot afford to risk food shortages or accelerating inflation. U.S. wheat remains uncompetitive with Russian and Ukrainian wheat offered at fire sale prices. Remember, some of this Russian wheat has been stolen from Ukraine. But the focus is shifting to next year's winter wheat, with our plain states in drought. Much of Argentina's wheat country is too dry, and planting has been stymieing in Ukraine. Even in August, Ukraine's Ag Minister predicted seeded area in eastern Ukraine would be down 18% for 2023. But then announced that the weed seeded as of October 3rd was down nearly 65% from that seeded a year ago at this time. I'm going to put our crop situation into personal terms. Our extended family has large cattle feeding operations whose primary feed sources are silage and distillers grain. They typically produce enough corn themselves for earleach. My corn has not been needed by the feedlot and has been going to the local ethanol plant the past few years, but my corn acts as a residual supply in short production years. This year they harvested my corn as earleach as yields were short and they needed more acres. They understand the importance of having their physical needs covered. This is going to be a significant regional shortage of physical corn in the western corn belt and plain states. So much so that they will strain transportation logistics, moving corn from the eastern corn belt to the supply deficit western corn belt and plains. You can't feed paper, and feedlots have already found that physical control of their feed supply maybe their largest risk factor next year. What this means for my local ethanol plan is that suddenly my corn is all committed to the feedlot, and where they have been buying all of my corn, they'll get zero bushels from me in 2023. They'll have to buy their corn elsewhere and that is going to cost them in Basis to rail it from the eastern Corn Belt or trim ethanol production, which will boost the price of ethanol so they can afford higher-priced corn. Here is abundant, unutilized grain storage in the western Corn Belt and Plain States for this short crop. I have no idea how much of this racing process will be done by the Chicago border trade, but Basis will carry much of the price discovery load. My son's corn, it would have gone to town to a feed mill, but as my corn is now Ehrlich in the bunker, he will have on-farm storage for that too. The extended feedlot will have its corn supply covered, but the ethanol plant and elevator are going to wonder where the corn disappeared to. The risk to the family feedlot is that the ethanol plant curtails production, and their distiller supply is threatened as well. The impact of the strong dollar will not carry much weight as a component of price discovery in the western Corn Belt and Plain states, other than that they will have to bid supply away from the river export channel. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information and marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712 227 110 For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, Subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.